Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Squat Cobbler. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on Everything. And before we get started, just want to, as we've gotten better at in all these uh, podcasts, please be sure to like and subscribe either to our YouTube channel, on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your platform of choice is. We would greatly appreciate it and love to hear from you, too, if there's content you'd like to see us cover. We are going to continue uh, last week. We had a chance to kind of get back to the playlist review where it's kind of the prisoner exchange uh, smorgasbord where Mike and I provide each other six different songs that we think the person either may not be familiar with or is familiar with and we're interested in getting a read on them and what they think about it. We covered Mike's last week and so it's it's my round this time and before I get started, Mike, uh, any announcements, anything that you want to unburden yourself with before we get started? No, nothing at all, sir. I am proud of us for this far into the show, getting the basic competencies of telling people to like and subscribe sort of down. Got that. Actually talked about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. All these, these were like big steps for us. (laughs) By like 300 episodes, we'll really have this thing a well-oiled machine. Yeah, muscle memory will kick in eventually, I guess. But all right, well, I think we're just going to get charging right through this. So I gave Mike six songs to react to, and we're going to start off with one. And I'll be asking you this question on all of them, Mike. Uh, Were you familiar with this first song? This first song is by Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones called Just Sweet and Rockstar. No, (laughs) I was not familiar with this song. I knew who Bill Wyman was, and I knew... Going into it based on my limited experience with solo or side projects of Rolling Stones members to not expect something that sounded like the Rolling Stones. I don't know if you've ever heard Mick Jagger's score that he did for Lucifer Rising. I have not. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, not Lucifer Rising. He did Invocation of My Demon Brother. Bobby Beausoleil did Lucifer Rising. Same filmmaker. That's where I got them confused. Both Kenneth Anger films. But yeah, he did a a score for Invocation of My Demon Brother. Yeah. 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 So this would not Rolling Stones. I'll say that. So uh, going into it, I expected it to not sound like the Rolling Stones. I didn't know what to expect, but I knew it wasn't going to be the Stones. Yeah, and uh, it, it sure doesn't sound like the Stones <laughs> at all. It's a, it's a kind of Euro poppy. Found it really kind of charming and and interesting. You know, Bill's uh, not necessarily the world's greatest vocalist. The kind of the framing of the song and the way it's kind of set up, it allows him to. It's not really spoken, but he's also not doing Freddie Mercury like <laughs> rain shifts of things throughout. Much like Randy Newman, where Randy Newman in many of his songs, there's a there's a narrator there's the the person singing the song is a character and delivering the information that's kind of 
what you see on Rockstar is, but, you know, Bill's one not straying a lot from who Bill is. <laughs> he is a rock star. So, you know, creatively, he's not stretching too much. And, well, I got to just say, this song has not aged well. <laughs> Because we get about two thirds of the way through there, and it's it's basically a song about hey I'm a, a I'm a rock star, and he comes across a young lady, emphasis on young, that he begins to say hey why don't you come hang with me? We'll fly, we'll go these places, and they run into problems where he can't do it and so eventually they they're gonna have to take a hovercraft to get to to where they're they're gonna go next and, and he rolls out the and i had forgotten about this until i re-listened to it prior to including a playlist to say you know he's like well we'll tell them that i'm your father and you're my daughter and i was like oh Oh, not good, Bill. This is maybe not a, such a good idea anymore. But if you can, st- and and I don't really feel he, there's this kind of smirk on his face when he's saying it that makes it even worse. But overall, the, like he's done that before. Yeah, like this is I'm familiar. You know, this is this works for me. It's worked before. <laughs> I've pulled it off. Trust me. Yeah, and uh, so it was. That was a little. Eh, that's not so great. But it is, I think, kind of a catchy little number and fun, and not something you would expect. Well, obviously, I was deeply offended. Like Kelly said, uh, he proposed something that was a song that was both uh, sexually graphic and demeaning to women. So, obviously, deeply offended. Yep, now, that, that's um, the theme of the whole playlist. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Um, so, it, it is funny because, obviously, you know, I knew listening to it, I was like, ah, it didn't age well. And that was probably something that at the time a lot of, you know, his fans probably thought was funny and didn't think in the context that we have now never would have thought something like that. So it it really is like a product of its time versus us being a product of our times now listening to it, how that, you know, ages with it. Musically, like I said, I expected it to not be like the Stones. I didn't know what to expect, but it, it was a fun kind of pop song. You hit on something that I think is important. He doesn't have much of a range, but he doesn't try to and that definitely works in his favor a lot of times when not the singer of the band does a solo project and they try and sing they try and sing and that that rarely works out there's a reason they're not the singer of the band that they're in so i like that he didn't try and do anything crazy with it like he just found something that worked for him and he's able to to kind of pull that off really well. I'm not comparing them, but I, I like it when singers kind of know what their limitations are. I, I made this comparison a lot with people. Like I always say, take, you know, I'm a huge Black Sabbath fan. So I always tell people to kind of like take Ozzy Osbourne. If you take their two most famous singers, Ozzy and Dio. Dio had like this huge range and people will sit and try and argue with you that, you know, Ozzy was better. No, from a technical standpoint, not at all. Not even close. Not even sort of close. I love Ozzy, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of the stuff that he did. What Ozzy did that was great though was he knew he had a limited range. He works within that small range really, really well. Like he learned how to use what he had to the best of his possible abilities and made an entire very lengthy career out of that. So I feel like this is a guy who, you know, I don't know how many solo records he may have had before this, but like knows where his strengths and limitations are and used it to his advantage in this song. And I can appreciate that. As far as the daughter, <laughs> comment in there didn't age well i guess it's funny because right now so at the time that we're recording this we are in the the winter season there is a song that over the past few years really since i've been a kid has been getting some moderate blowback but in the past couple years in the wake of me too and things like that baby it's cold outside has become a very not popular <laughs> song or a touchy subject kind of song and Recently, for this holiday season, John Legend has recorded a cover of it, updating the lyrics 
to be sensitive to the Me Too era that we're in now. I'm not sure how I feel about that because what's funny to me about the whole thing related to that song and again, this song, the the Wyman song, I think is a little bit different because I think it's very clear what all this is about. What's funny to me is people on both sides of the Baby It's Cold Outside debate, which I, you know, in the minds of people is a song that is similarly not aged well. The problem with both sides is you're both wrong about what that song's about. <laughs> if you go and read up on the history of the song and how that song originated, it is not a Christmas song. It is a song that was written for an awards show by the host of the award show and it relates to the award show so it is a song about closing down an award show it is not about what you think it's about either side is wrong the difference here is i'm pretty sure there was no other intention in the wyman song pretty sure i don't want to speak for him no no i feel like it's pretty clear where he was going but you never know because baby it's cold outside is not about christmas it's not about a guy trying to talk a woman into saying it's literally about an award show and as recent listeners of squat cobbler know you know we're not afraid to take on the issues these days and share our our deep thoughts on on such things but I, i would i would argue that there is a power balance in baby it's cold outside that there's a debate going on but no one no one has got a superior point of view on it so it is like yeah they go back and forth and it's but so it's not an imbalance uh, process bill song i I think it's like here's what we're gonna do just (laughs) this will be the plan and it's creepy and i think it's funny and it you know bill this i'm speaking as bill not kelly in this case but uh (laughs) just to clarify just 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 to clarify clarify. that sounded like kelly sounded like kelly but no it was it was uh it was bill i always just found it a really intriguing didn't expect it didn't really have any idea what i would hear from bill wyman if he did a solo song when he did this one it's like well i didn't expect that and it's just i said it's catchy it's kind of poppy very different a lot of uh, a lot of uh french in it that wonderful low quality 1980s video kind of thing where it's like yeah we're kind of shooting a video that basically mimics every part of the uh the song directly there's like no creative stuff to it but it's all right so we're really going to hear something that's not what you expect we should include a link to mick jagger's invocation my dear brother okay we can we can absolutely do that we will i'll make sure you're that. welcome slash sorry in advance yep. <laughs> so next so run run away i've got to assume you're familiar with yes yeah i thought i thought so so if acdc and joe walsh were merged you'd get slayed it's my opinion and oh, for a second, i thought you were say quiet riot but uh no because there's 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 a there's a clear joe walsh flavor to the lead singer of slade in my in my opinion this is a driving song the rolling drums at the beginning this kind of pickup of the guitars kind of slowly brilliant to eventually you get to a very kind of acdc like vocal brian johnson like vocal to it it just cranks through and then all of a sudden we'll come into a part where it'll stop and you'll get almost this kind of musical break that's completely not guitar driven i mean it's guitar it's, it's guitars but it's not that kind of driving guitar stuff and then it returns back. They put it back to 11. They get cranking again. The video for this is a must-see. You get to see kind of like, you know, the, so if you're watching The Mandalorian, you get to see Baby Yoda. You watch the Slade video, you get to see Baby Slash. So there's this, this guy with a top hat who's like, oh, it's like a little version of Slash. And uh, he's there. He's a good guitarist. It's really, really cool. Remains the most charming to me about this video is that somehow uh, this lead singer felt the key thing to do at one part of, as some of the music is playing, 
playing is to take his tongue and stick it into his cheek and puff it out on one side and then do it on the other side and go back and forth and he thought that'll be cool for the video <laughs> and i just i just loved it i just thought it was just just obviously unbridled i'm just having fun here we go and it's just it's a song that brings me joy i i really really love it i think it's a good driving song it's just a fun listen ah uh, cocaine <laughs> um, I so my introduction to Slade was Quiet Riot, as I'm sure some other people's <laughs> it was as well. So Quiet Riot got famous uh, for covering a Slade song "Come On Feel the Noise," which became their biggest hit, and then they tried to recreate that by covering other Slade songs instead of trying to write hits on their own. So it was through Quiet Riot that I was introduced to the music of Slade. So I. I I'm not super familiar with their catalog or anything like that, but I, in my mind, have always kind of associated them with ACDC. Like that, that was the association that I've always made that, that sort of same approach to the music. I think, uh, Blue Oyster Cold in the past has been depicted as, you know, thinking man's heavy metal, Slade, ACDC is just non-thinking man's good music. <laughs> and so I just, I just do it. It's a fun, <laughs> fun song. We're going to crank right into the next song. So I'm feeling confident that this is not one you'd heard before. 16 Tons of Monkeys by Tony O'K. I wish I could say this is one of my favorite songs like ever prior to this list, just so I could be like, see, I, <laughs> I knew it, but no, I never heard of this before. But now that you've listened to it, you say, oh, I have a new favorite song. Because this, to me, is big Tonio fan. Folks who listen to the show know that that I am. This is later Tonio. It's off the Yugoslavia album, which was pretty late in his career when he was still doing stuff as Tony O.K. It brings a lot of the, he has a very unique delivery style. Again, maybe maybe not all the range of folks, but he does. It's a, it's a very uh, distinct and entertaining delivery. And this has got this kind of deserty guitar stuff going on, heavy drums running through it. Unfortunately, going back to kind of the, the Bill Wyman thing, although significantly less creepy in this case, there's Tony Oka delivers, you know, he been, he's been all around the world. He's been doing this. I've been watching all the girls. I'm a girl watcher and just kind of runs in there and they get this kind of rift and motive come uh, motif it's a kind of serpentine song a little bit good rock fun guitar for me and just a just a nice strong song totally agree i was i saw so i'd never heard of the song my introduction to tonio stuff is through kelly and his recommendations so there's still a lot out there that i haven't heard yet i expect it to like it based on the fact that i i've pretty much enjoyed everything that i have listened to now of his and this didn't disappoint i didn't know what to expect necessarily going into it because i do feel like he has some diversity in his sound but really enjoyed it you know if you go back to america and uh life in the food chain where it's a little more frenetic and and driving this still has a lot of power to it but it it kind of lopes along in a fun fun way but just kind of a, a little less uh, a little less adrenaline but still super good so i don't think you and i have in any of these playlists included something that was actually a kind of a hit and so that was this was a departure here because the next song is by xtc another favorite band of mine called dear god which is Probably I, I don't really feel like I need to ask you if you've heard that because it's it had good playtime. But I was just kind of as I was building this list, going like, so what are some of the songs that just for various reasons I just really really enjoy? And Dear God has always been both the video, which is amazing, and just uh, the delivery of it is great, where it just feels very 
kind of heartfelt and kind of gets into your face about what you I think you're really hearing what Andy Partridge feels <laughs> about religion and God and all those things and he's just kind of in the lyrics he talks about my heart you know my heart's on my sleeve on this I think that that's not only a lyric but an actual depiction of kind of he's kind of laying it out for everybody about here's where I'm at and here's why I'm at where I'm at just this process around in the the song of dear God where he's talking about boy you'd really be surprised what people are doing in your name based on this book I don't think you necessarily be real happy I enjoy this song quite a bit I think it's a really great piece of music it's one of to me one of XTC's best songs I'm not um, super familiar with XTC's work in general this song though I'm very familiar with this was a big song I've heard it plenty of times always been a fan of it from the first time that I heard it really enjoyed it there's also I want to note and this kind of came up before we were talking about the clash how there was a bizarre clash cover by Cypress Hill <laughs> there's a bizarre cover of this song by Shooty's Groove who are a rap rock band uh, who changed some of the lyrics but but took the bulk of the song took the music the chorus and just change some of the lyrics and the verses and some of the delivery of the verses. Odd cover, not a bad cover, but like a strange cover of it that I think's worth noting. But just always been a fan of this song. And, you know, since you brought it up, what are your thoughts on religion, Kelly? We'll save that for a future a future podcast. <laughs> Darn it. Thought I'd get it out. Yeah. I, I do think Mr. Partridge makes a, a pretty good point where he says, so, hey, here's this, this book. These crazy humans wrote it. You should take a look. <laughs> that, that spoke to me a little bit. <laughs> to kind of say yeah this is god talking and but actually it was some somebody who wrote it so i thought that was interesting but that's that's about as far as i'm gonna go today on that but i when you heard it here first from atheist kelly tool (laughs) there you go so we're gonna move right along (laughs) so (laughs) now you're asking me my thoughts on religion i'm hurt (laughs) mike would you like to share with the squatties any thoughts on religion i mean i'm a minister so i feel like that says it all yeah, so I'm I'm sorry if I offended you by the inclusion of this song. <laughs> so we will move on to. I have gone through recently uh, a Devo Renaissance. Uh, I have always Devo's another favorite band of mine, but recently I've just kind of come back and said, "Man, I I like them even more than I thought I liked them." And I go back to to a bunch of stuff, and uh, there's just so much of their catalog that I really find remarkably enjoyable. I had. I don't know if I had forgotten or I didn't have full knowledge of it, but the they're from Ohio. They were at Kent State as students when students were killed at Kent State. And that was actually some of the catalyst because they basically shut the university down. That was the catalyst for them to start to get together and come up with this idea of de-evolution. Current day Devo's like, see, look, look what's happening. You remember we were talking to you about de-evolution? There you go. It's happening. I had kind of forgotten how much I truly, you know, a lot of folks sometimes depict them more as a gimmick band and all that. And certainly there's some very uh, affected ways that they perform and deliver certain stuff. But then you get some like this and the, the song I included for, for Mike on this playlist was Devo's It Takes a Worried Man which has everything that a great Devo song should have in it it's got a very strange dance cadence of the lead singer which is a kind of consistent thing that I think any of the squaddies can learn by watching I know I have the Mothersburg dance uh, that he does kind of at the beginning of It Takes a Worried Man but I just man I love 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 this song it is the true Mothersburg kind of delivery it is 
super strong. It it's just a fantastic piece of music in my opinion. For Mike, it drops an F bomb, so I figured that would make him happy. <laughs> and uh, which, it, as I've watched concert versions of that, they will they will tend to on occasion tone it down to a different approach. But it's a super fun song. The video, as all Devo videos are, is a very intriguing thing to watch. You know, it takes a worried man to sing a worried song. I may be worried now, but I won't be worried long. It's uh, just great stuff and i just i said it's to me my favorite song of this whole and i love all these songs but this is the one that stands above it for all so i really don't know where you're at on devo so be interested in your thoughts devo's very longtime drummer josh freese posts pictures of himself eating food in the bathrooms of airplanes it is horrifying to me yeah you you shared that tidbit before (laughs) yeah i'm not like a huge germaphobe or anything like that but like it is near panic attack status for him when (laughs) when i'm scrolling through my news feed and those things pop up so when we went to central america I did go into the bathroom with the peanuts from the airplane, take a picture and send it to him, which he appreciated. And that's Devo. <laughs> um, no, I'm a, I'm a Devo fan, but not, I'm not super well versed in their music. Like my familiarity with Josh is from his other stuff that he had done, um, specifically playing for a while with Guns N' Roses, who we're friends with. I'm familiar with him from other things, but he's been in Devo for a very long time. I'm mostly familiar with their, their more known catalog and really like beyond like whip it and the bigger songs. What got me initially checking anything else out was uh psychotica's cover freedom and choice. And that, that got me checking more Devo stuff out. I'm not super familiar with their catalog. They're not in the way that Kelly is. So this is a song I may have heard it before, but this would probably be the first time I really listened to it. And I really enjoyed it. Please stop eating in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, none of that is present on the video. <laughs> so you have there's no indication of, of food being there. Although airborne fecal matter would be a great band name, by the way. So we've got that. Would, I'll only do that if Josh is the drummer of that band. <laughs> that would clearly he, he would have to be. The, he would clearly have to be the drummer of the band. I feel like he couldn't even say no. <laughs> like that's just it's like yeah, <laughs> this is my thing. All right. I mean, off of the sinks and the back of the toilets. Ah, it's just awful. It's wrong. I I, I would agree that's wrong. (laughs) So we'll wrap up the list uh, with a couple of my favorites uh, on it. Uh, I'm Flash, uh, which goes back to uh, there was this album put together of kind of a rock opera around Flash and the Space Pirates. And Alice Cooper played the lead role of Flash and sang the the Space Pirates song. And so this is kind of the big introductory thing to kind of set the whole thing up. So you get Alice in all of his glory singing about being Flash. And also secured for this album was John Entwistle, whose bass skills are present all the way through the album. And he does kind of a Elvis-like delivery of a song as well towards towards the end. So he takes lead vocal duties on a song later in the song cycle. But I'm Flash is, you know, just kind of tailor-made for Alice in terms of delivery of the vocals. It's kind of arrogant, troublemaking kind of guy. It's Alice in all his glory singing that. And then so you take Alice Cooper and you take John Entwistle bass skills and you get a pretty fun song in my opinion. So I kind of knew that this existed, but it never really like sought out listening to any of it or checking any of the stuff out. So this is the first time maybe I've heard something before, but this is really the first time that I sat down and listened to something that was related to this and I did enjoy it. So I'm probably going to go check out more. 
yeah, it's a um, it's a product of its time. <laughs> but the the two songs that Alice takes lead vocal duties on, I'm Flash and Space Pirates, are good. And actually, Keith Moon uh, is also on Space Pirates, being uh, uh, being piratey, <laughs> which is a good thing for for Keith Moon to do. So tangent, I will officially declare it a tangent too. Are you familiar with the movie Yellowbeard? Yes. So Graham Chapman. Uh, from Monty Python, and there are a lot of Pythons in Yellowbeard. Graham Chapman played the lead role of Yellowbeard in the movie, but originally that was a role being written for Keith Moon, but Keith kind of died, <laughs> so it didn't work out so well. But uh, he was originally going to be... do anything to get out of work. That's right. That uh, <laughs> you can do what you got to do. But... Ask his guitar player in that band; he'll tell you who was really running the show. <laughs> That's right. He's glad. To... <laughs> yeah, and then Pete Townsend went, "Yay, he's dead." <laughs> you know, so. Yellowbeard was so much better now. That's right. Yeah, and Mike and I were talking offline. We recently, you know, shared in our hard hitting issues based podcast things around uh Pete and some of his comments he made about past band members who had passed away. Then he kind of tried to backtrack on that a little bit using it's my idiosyncratic English humor type of thing. But apparently he's back at it and now talking about how he doesn't really like to play or perform anymore <laughs> as they get ready to tour to support their new album that he set up is played by not a band so so (laughs) certainly not one he respects that's right so we're not gonna have pete in the squat cobbler documentary uh i don't care how much he begs that's right we'll throw iggy pop a bone but that's right but iggy's still he's in he doesn't know he's in yet but but he's in and i do think iggy will be a fantastic ally in our war on hansen because i don't think we've mentioned lately we're after hansen we're calling him out we don't like him and there's no particular reason why but we don't iggy pops with us eventually we'll tell him if he listens to us so there's that okay well that's another playlist knocked off just breezing through them just cranking along cool well we will be back who knows what the next episode will bring but the way you can find out is if you like and subscribe on the channel of choice and you can kind of hear a little more of the fascinating insights you get from mike and i and less bill wyman in the future so uh, on that note, I have to say thanks. Look for, how good we are at that now. That's right. We're just we're hitting it. Competency is a it's a goal. So we'll keep we'll keep driving towards that. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Uh, 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 uh,